This week, we will be discussing... Poop. So much poop. <laughs> That's it. I'm serious. There's so much poop in this episode. I'm sorry. Welcome to Circle York. My name is Shawnee. I'm here with Barry. Hi. Hello. <laughs> I have no idea how to start this podcast. I, I know. I, nev- I never have to do this part. I resisted the urge to jump in. Something about Kendrona shining its beacons into your eyeballs. Good enough. Yeah, close enough, right? Normally, <laughs> I read the books, recap them to you, you react to remember nothing in between. Well, I was going to say, what is it that we do here on Circle York, Barry? Uh, you look like you needed a, an assist. On these very special episodes of Animorphs, uh, known as Reach Around episodes, we switch places. I know absolutely nothing about Book 6, The Capture. Shawnee is going to recap it to me. I will react and remember a lot. That's really that's really the unfortunate part. You're going to, like, remember stuff. Yeah. I barely remember what happened last week, and I, <laughs> like, directed the whole episode. But you know what? What did you miss from last week? You were so upset that we didn't have... Do you have some questions for me, Shani? I sure do have some questions. I have five, in fact. And I feel like you're probably going to get all of these correct. Can I Can I try to answer them now? What do you mean? Can I try to answer a few questions now? Yeah. All right. This is the question section. No, I mean, like, right now. I haven't asked any questions. I know. Though. Okay. Dr. Berman. No. Gourmet Express. Yes. Hisiptera. No. Okay. What's Hisiptera? The, the group of uh, true bugs. Oh. <laughs> Cicadas and, and whatnot. No, no. You didn't go that deep. No. Okay. No, these are like much Yours easier. Yours is like, what bug did we meet? No, uh, I feel like these are these are probably much easier than I thought they were going to be. I would, have a, I would have had a hard time with these questions for sure. Okay, okay, good. What activity did Tom and the controllers partake in on Saturday morning? A litter cleanup. Correct, a park cleanup. Where did Jake get stuck in his house? In the Roach Motel behind the refrigerator. Fuck. Well, I overprepared for this. <laughs> Apparently. How did Jake describe himself when he was mid-morph into, into becoming a cockroach? Big old bag of guts. That's close enough. Bag of loose guts. Bag of loose guts. God, how do you remember this? Well, this is the one you already answered, which is, what is the name of the service Jake's dad ordered dinner through? Still Gourmet Express. That's correct. For extra points, do you remember any of the other services' names that we discussed? No, I thought that was going to be the question, and I, I, I don't. I do remember the carnations and the tuxedo shirts, however, and the and the smell wafting through the hallways. Of the wheel, veal parmesan in the hospital. Yes. Yes. Uh, one of the services was called, like... Oh, my God, can you imagine? Cuisine to go. One of them was Bring Me My Dinner. Yeah, oh, I remember that one. Uh, which... She really should be should have been bring me my dinner, bitch. I I made that joke last week. Yeah, but I, I would just imagine like you're in a hospital and the person arrives with the carnation and the tuxedo shirt and they're like, "I have your food," and they like they take it out in the hallway and you like, "Hmm, that smells like no, it's chicken cacciatore." <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, last question: What happens in the recurring nightmare Jake has been having? Oh, he turns into a tiger and tries to attack his brother. Dumb. That is correct. You and these next week's questions are going to be way more difficult. Yeah, I hope so. Way more difficult. Okay, where we left off. Um, that was that was very unsatisfying. Well, those would have been very difficult questions <laughs> for me. Okay, right. <laughs> but so in the beginning of the book, Jake had tried to roach more. They know that there's going to be a leadership meeting at the sharing, and they're conflicted about what to do with Tom. Because obviously Tom is still Jake's brother. He's not actually doing anything bad himself. It's the Yurk who's taken over him. Um, and Marco really definitely like gets how difficult that is because of Marco's mom. What would your opinion be if you were in that situation? I feel like they're not trying hard enough to capture Tom during his like recharge phases. So you're in a war. You need to make tough decisions. Tom is captured by the enemy. He's he's a casualty of this war. I'm sorry. Tom's my brother. Listen, it's it's been great, but I need to get through you to get to the Yurk. Sorry, Tom. 
I just feel like, you know, those, um, like if you go on like Instagram or TikTok or Reddit or whatever, in like the pimple popper community, there's also like ear cleaning communities. I feel like. Not again. Not again. What? I can't, I can't do it again. What? <laughs> the flush them out with the ear things. That, that, that's what they should do. That's all I'm saying. You, you remember mentioning that though, right? You remember talking about that for 20 minutes? Yeah, but so? I'm still, okay, I'm right. still sticking I, with I it. Wanted, I didn't want you to think you were talking about it for the first time. Okay. No, no, no. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm just sticking with that. I, th- I just think that that's like a good tactic. It okay? is something. Well, I think it would be a really good <laughs> tactic. But we find the kiddos hanging out at night with Axe and Tobias, and they're on their way to infiltrate the leadership meeting. They're trying to figure out, like, what, vu. what's going what's gonna to be the best best way to do this. Axe is in his human, human, human morph, and all the kids have, like, a little bit of a weird time looking at Axe, because he has his DNA that he got for a human morph is a combination of all of them. I'm just hoping he doesn't say anything and give them away with his... Silly mouth noise. Well, silly mouth noise would be correct. But he's basically like marveling at the human body and the ability of humans to stand on two legs. And he... Has <laughs> Axe farted yet? Not not that I know of. Okay. Not that I know of. But he keeps just, he keeps repeating all these words as he is wont to do. And he's going like, it's absurd how you would stand up with two legs. It's so difficult. And he goes, absurd, absurd, adspur. Absurd, and I'm like, those are not even words. Like, what are you doing? There's this great book by Werner Vinge. I forget what the title is. Shoot, but I, this is this guy meets a race of like dog people, and one of the dogs comments like how how weird it looks at humans walking. It's like it looks like you're just like always about to fall down because <laughs> because like your two legs are always up in the air. It just oh, I see. Yeah, Mark... fire upon the deep. That was the name of the book. Okay. Marco makes fun of Axe for having such a hard time understanding how humans would stand on two legs. And Marco does this whole, like, physical comedy thing where he's, like, pretending that he's going to fall over. And Axe goes, that's what I mean! You can barely stand up! (laughs) And Marco's like, that's not really the point here, buddy. Uh, I feel like they're so exasperated with Axe all the time. Especially Jake mentions in this section that, like... You, you just constantly have to keep an eye on him because he is like a rabbit toddler, especially when he is in his human morph because he's like so excited by the fact that he has a mouth. <laughs> and just like in addition to the speaking, it's like it's he's impossible to control when there's food around. <laughs> just like, how is this guy like your savior out of this? Well, he's, he's going through the same thing that the animorphs go through when they morph into something new. They're getting kind of overridden by the instincts of that creature thank goodness that he morphed into like prepubescent people or else Uh... his instincts might not be to eat could you imagine just a super horny axe (laughs) i mean i feel like it's not appropriate for the age group that this book is meant for right but like that that is the reality of their 13 like that's what it should be nah 13 you know when do you start to get 13 is like prime time. Okay. I guess I was a late bloomer. <laughs> They're on the on their way to the sharing, which we discover that is actually a building. They now have a building, which I somehow like missed, but they, it's a single story whitewashed building. The windows are blocked off. There's a small parking lot with about a dozen cars and there's a sign on it that says the sharing building a better life. And obviously Marco has to be like, yeah, right. For the slugs from outer space. Huh? Cause He's a fucking idiot. But they're in kind of like a bad, bad area of town. And it's it's the, it's it's night and Tobias is like kind of like looking out for them. Tobias apparently can't see very well in the dark because apparently red-tailed hawks can't see that well. So he's he's kind of like, I should have, I should have been stuck as an owl. And we're, everyone's like, oh, shut the fuck up, oh, Tobias. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for you. <laughs> anyway. No, no, sorry. That was, that was so smooth, so Come natural. Come on. Obviously, they can't morph into their cockroach shapes, which they practiced earlier. They can't do it, like, on the street, because then they would be caught. Uh, someone might see them. They're close to the sharing. They, they don't need to find a like... telephone booth. <laughs> but there's there's obviously a lot of controllers around, uh, controllers around, so they can't, like, 
you know, just do it out in the public. So they sneak into an abandoned building, which is very conveniently located right next to the sharing. Remember the same thing happened with Chapman's house? Where yeah. Like, the house next door just happened to be abandoned. Yeah. There's a lot of abandoned <laughs> houses. Maybe it's because all the controllers have, like, just forgotten where they live or something. Or they just drive down the property value. <laughs> yeah, they're not keeping up with the HOA rules and yeah. stuff. They they sneak into this abandoned building as they and it's it seems to be that like it used to be like um, a restaurant or something, but it's dirty. It's there's litter everywhere. And Rachel says this whole anamorph lifestyle is so glamorous. One of the kids says, I, I don't I think it was I think it's Cassie uh, says it's like, look, like we're going to turn into like gross cockroaches like it's we will fit right in here. And then Rachel says something like, my mom would be so proud of me right now. And I'm like, this, this is just the weirdest conversation that they are having. Remember when we would have these conversations about, like, do they have to, like, can they go from morph to morph and that, like, resets the time? Yeah, the, the double morph. They have to be a human for a moment in between. Yeah. So, but it's also, it also, it's also confirmed that Andalites also ha- can't do a double morph. They can't? Have- no, Axe has to return to his Andalite form because he's in his human form morph. So in order for Axe to transform into a cockroach, he has to go from human to Andalite to then to a cockroach. That's literally what a double morph is. I understand that, but like I'm saying that they can't go from morph to morph. They have to do the pit stop in there. Like, double morph. To me, it's the double morph. It sounds like it's a it's poorly worded, in my opinion. Yeah, but well, we we've established like you have to go from one morph. To your natural form for even a split second, and then back to the, the into yeah, the new morph. Right, but it's just um, one of the questions that I had was like, do you think the Andalites also have the two hour limit? Oh Cause, yeah, because they can. But it's... I, don't, I, I assume so. I don't think morphing is natural to them. I, I think I I think that someone developed the the cube technology mm-hmm. that they use, just like the humans use. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I just feel like we just morphing is like the central thing to this, and we still don't know enough about it. Yeah, there's a lot of questions, <laughs> right? We just need like a much better like we know a lot of like the gross things that happen during morphing, but yeah. like not not like the rules that govern morphing. Well, we want the two hours, and like yeah, it two is two of weird. your Earth hours, of your Earth hours. Thank you, God. But like yeah, we know that there doesn't seem to be any constraints on like conservation of mass because. Fisher 3 can become something huge. They can become, you know, fleas and cockroaches. Right. As far as, like, physics go, it makes no sense. <laughs> and it's At the moment, yes. But I'm sure there's going to be, oh, right, that's why we invented part of the cube is the mass inhibitor... It's not going to be called that. It's you know, it's, 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 like, it would literally be call, called something like... The Gronker or something the, like that. The Z space mass uh, <laughs> analyzer, yeah. Something like that. But it's the same thing where it's like, okay, well, they can morph, they'll be wearing clothes, and then they go into like their cockroach morph, and then they come back, and then they're wearing a different set of clothes. Like, why is that? Well, they would be, they would be wearing their leotard. Right. Except for Axe. Right. But they're not like walking down the street in these leotards. I'm sorry, what, what are you, I'm not sure what you're getting at. So, oh, you mean why would they like, later wh- on be in leotards? Yeah, after oh, yeah. they come out of the morph. I just got out of gymnastics class. <laughs> right. And then Rachel could do like a cartwheel and be like, see? Ta-da. Yeah. 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 And Marco can make funny faces at Rachel. <laughs> Cassie quips to Rachel that like, hey, like we agreed that this is just a spy mission because we haven't decided what we want to do with Tom. Uh, we're trying to keep him like it's this is up. To, it's up to Jake. Um, no one can, no one can, no one should do anything dramatic, like turn into an elephant and go on a, on a, on a stomping spree, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> and Jake is like really appreciative of Cassie. Cause like he knows that she was like kind of slightly trying to remember, remind, remind everyone that they don't want to kick up a fuss because of Tom being there and they just don't know what to do with him. Like that's like the whole central, central part of this book where it's like, they're like, Tom can't be that bad. They're going to need to start losing a little of this compassion. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, like, even in the last book, it was like, no, I don't want to get Melissa involved. Like, if you're just so concerned about these hosts and saving the hosts and not getting anyone hurt, you, you're, then then you're just, we're all going to die. You're going to lose. You're right. losing like, this war. Hey, maybe 100%. worry about being good people when we're not being 
systematically exterminated. <laughs> Maybe once the human genocide is over, then we could worry about ethics and morals. Yeah, but they morph into cockroaches and they had practice, so it's like they have a decently good morph, even though it is gross and they're all like, we're so ugly and disgusting. Especially Rachel. Rachel's very upset about the appear- her I own appearance. I can see that. I like that. They're really concerned that this, like, abandoned restaurant has rats, and they put Tobias on rat-catching duty because he's a vicious beast and will eat the rats. But I don't know if, like, cockroaches and rats are, like, natural enemies. Like, oh, rats will eat anything. You live in Boston. I know. You... But... Rats eat cigarette butts. Do they? After they smoke them. That makes it even weirder, yeah. <laughs> Well, this is, um, as I was, like, thinking about that. Rats will eat other rats. So, yeah, if they see a cockroach. Okay, fair enough. But to me, I'm like, rats and cockroaches are, like, the two main city pests, like, the gross things. And what I really want is, like, a cute Pixar movie that's, like, rats versus cockroaches. And I don't know where that idea goes from there. And who wins and who loses. Or maybe they, like, team up against humans. Yeah, I was thinking that. Or something like that. But I think it would be, like, cute, you know? I can see that. They're like, they're, they're morphed, they get out of the abandoned house, they're going towards the sharing house, and they're trying to find, like, little cracks in the foundation so they can actually slip in to the building. And it's so cute. It's described in the book that they are a little knot of cockroaches, <laughs> which made me start to think about, like, collective nouns for animals. Do you know what the collective noun for cockroaches is? Like, a group of cockroaches. I don't. That used to be, I used to know a bunch of them, and I just I don't anymore. So there are so many. I actually looked it up, and there's one website that lists so many of them. And a lot of flying insects are a bike of something. Oh, yeah. So other uh, than swarm, you could have a bike of bees. I knew that. A bike of bees, a bike of flies. For cockroaches, the only term that I found was an intrusion. That's great. Isn't that funny? I do remember a mess of iguanas. Yep. And I think, was it a snuggle of sloths? I think it is. A grumble of pugs is a really good one. But I, I like, looked up some of the funny ones on this list. And one that made me really laugh was a glaring of cats. Yeah, glaring of cats. A complaint of Karens. (laughs) Do you know where the collective nouns for animals originated? No, but it's going to be something like the British Parliament. In the 1400s, oh my god, some woman just wrote a book that was like a guide for gentlemen and all things gentlemanly. In the 1400s? In the 1400s. Women she, could not write then. I it, it was a thing. <laughs> and she had a section of collective nouns of all these animals that she made up. No way. And we use that list, a modified version of it, uh, up until today. It had a really cool name, the book. It, it had, like, St. Aloysius or something, Guide to... Oh, it's like, Guide to Hunting Hawks and Blasting Weapons or something. <laughs> it was really cool. But, yeah, all these that we have, just made up by some woman 500 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. Let's try 600 if it's 1400s, but okay. 600 Um, years ago, yeah. But I have a couple of other favorites that I found on the list. Um, Yeah. One of them is is a a Roomba of rattlesnakes. I can't believe that you know these. A shiver of... Sharks. Yes. They're coming back to me. Yeah. That's crazy. This used to be my thing. I know. You used to like try to learn one per day for a while. A clutch of... Clutch of raccoons? Chickens. Okay. And I think this is my favorite. A conspiracy of... Oh, 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 I know this. Some kind of bird. Lemurs. Okay, okay. But I just thought that intrusion for cockroaches was so appropriate. A lot of them are. They make sense. Yeah. Uh, Do you have any that you would make up? Make up? Yeah. Like, right now on the spot? Right now on the spot. I feel like it would be something silly, like a hoot of owls, or... I think my favorite still is a congress of baboons... A hootie of blowfish. (laughs) No. (laughs) I do not approve. They're scampering out of the abandoned house, and they're a little bit concerned that the controllers are going to spot them, because they would be, the controllers would be on the lookout for analytes or animorphs. 
So everyone should act like normal cockroaches. And it's to which, <laughs> to which our bestie Marco obviously says, what, climb inside an open cereal box? To which we say... Shut the fuck up, Marco. No, 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 no. Yes. No. Yes. Marco, like Rachel said to him at the end of The Predator, we need his sense of humor. Well, I'm waiting for him to, like, make jokes that don't make me roll my eyes. No, I I like the dad jokes. Keep them up, Marco. Okay. But as cockroaches, they can't see very well, and especially because it is dark, but they're, like, feeling their way around the building to find, like, cracks to get in through um, the foundation. And they find it, they follow it all the way inside, where they can find a speech taking place. Great. And that what they hear is, the day is here at last. It is time to strike the decisive blow in the invasion of Earth. <gasps> yeah. Scary. Who is the Chapman talking? It's not actually mentioned who is talking. Someone is talking. The kids are understandably, like, very nervous and shocked. I mean, but I'm also, like... This, you knew this was coming. Like, this is... They've been talking about this all the time. Yeah, but to be faced with it. Yeah, I guess so. Like, to have it like, just absolutely confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. They decide that they, they have to, like, stick around because they're, they're to gather information. And their goal is to go inside and see if they recognize any of the controllers. To Which I'm like, maybe you should have morphed into something that doesn't have shitty eyesight. <laughs> There's so many times they say that, like, oh, that we can't actually see anything because cockroaches can only see, like, very close to what's happening. But they are all enjoying being cockroaches with the scampering, which is just bizarre to me. But apparently, like, the cockroach instincts aren't, like, as strong as the ant instincts, for example, were. So they have a lot more control. Yeah, having a list of confirmed controllers would definitely be great for them. I mean, they have the doctors that Tom has been calling... Yeah. So there's there's a start. Because they had that cop, but like I think, did Cassie kill him? Or was it Rachel? Someone definitely murdered that cop. Yeah. And now we only have Tom and Chapman. Yeah, that we know by name. As they're inside, Tobias thought speaks to them, saying that there are guys with guns exiting a limo. And they're all in human form. So either they're controllers or... Rap stars. <laughs> Just, yeah, that stunt in limo. It's just like 50 Cent coming out. Oh my god, you are, your references are hilarious. But one of them is Visser 3. And why? Has 50 Cent? Is he in a 50 Cent morph? <laughs> he might be. He is in a human morph. <laughs> so, but they, they're normally, they're normally used to seeing him in his Andalite form. Or his Andalite morph. Because he, ha he has an Andalite morph. They're not morph. used to seeing him as 50 Cent. They're not used to seeing him as 50 Cent. No. Uh, and the kids are shocked. And they hear Visser 3 speaking, and it's the first time they actually hear him speaking instead of thought speak. And they're just kind of like, oh my god. Does he also <laughs> do scarier. the... Do, we're taking over Earth. 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 <laughs> no, he does not do that. He's much smoother. He's also not six years old. No, no. That's right. fair, right? Um, but he is... So he's 50 Cent. 50 Cent's giving the speech. Yeah. He's speaking to the crowd, crowd that have gathered at the sharing, mm -hmm. and he is explaining. The funny part is, I'm like, who was who was saying the days here? This is the last blow to our campaign against Earth or whatever invasion of Earth. Then Visser three shows up after that speech has already started. I feel like he should probably show up on time to this meeting. You know, no, he's Visser three. He can do what he wants. Apparently, but he's he's explaining the plan. He's uh, like, they say this is a big rich town. <laughs> Sorry, that was. So he says that the, his plan has two parts. And the first one is what was alluded to before. They're going to be using a hospital to make involuntary hosts for the Yerks. So they're going to be start mass producing controllers. Up, and they say up to 200 per Earth month. And they're going to be concentrating on police, broadcasters, writers, teachers, people in power, especially political power. And God, Visser 3 is so smart. He, he is, is running this invasion. He's doing everything right. He is doing everything right. But then... The... I want him to have a POV book. <laughs> Seriously. Be so... But I was thinking about this, and I'm like, which group would you first try to concentrate on for maximum efficiency as, like, your target target group for making more controllers? Well, I think we already talked about this, but um, uh, recovery groups. You have a bunch of people 
that are desperate, that are trying to find some higher power, that are just looking to be a part of something bigger than themselves, that you, are in bad situations. You are thinking in such a small scale. You know what I would do? Taylor Swift fans. They will do whatever Taylor tells them and to do. I, you know, I, I would go to Tucker Carlson and we would see who has more. The Oh, there's, there's one there's way Tucker more. Tucker Carlson could have the black and red people. <laughs> Taylor Swift can have the black and gold. And we will see. I'm just saying. There Taylor are Swift way... could be Visser 2. Tucker Carlson could be Visser 4. Yeah. The thing is that Taylor Swift fans, Swifties are like so organized and so rabid and so quick to jump to action. I was going to say, because you, you have to be... I'm thinking, like, the you way also can't hospital, be decrepit. Like, like, Tucker, Tucker but Carlson... she could just hold a Yurik and be like, hey, everyone, do this, and put it in her ear. That's what I'm and saying. And they would just do it unquestionably. That's what I'm saying. Tucker Tucker could just be like, if you don't put a Yurik in your ear, the Democrats <laughs> will kill children. <laughs> yep. But the problem is that Tucker Carlson's demo is also probably like average age of like 67. So they're not going to be really useful in a war situation, are they? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just saying. They're going to have to have like a hip replacement at some point. You know? <laughs> are they going to be doing kung fu kicks? Probably not. The second part of this plan is that in a few days, the governor of the state unnamed state which all of this is which is california which is california it's got, they, got, they got they got mountains they got an ocean <laughs> yeah uh, but in a few days the governor of the state will be heading to the hospital for a minor surgery and when he checks out he's gonna come out as a controller shocking news and apparently they know this because the governor's like main secretary or assistant is a controller already so they've been like He's been guiding the governor to go to this particular hospital that the Yorks are already controlling. Or the... I love that this gives us a bit of an idea, like it narrows the window of, of where the Yorks are at in the invasion. Like before this scene, could have been 90% of the population were Yorks, could have been 1%. Yeah. Now we kind of see like, okay, they're not quite at governors yet, but they no. did take over like all these people. I mean, if you think about it, a York kind of infestation, if you will... What would have to happen kind of exponentially, too. I mean, it would automatically. Right. The more you have, the more right. you would have. Right, right. exactly. Um, but I was thinking about this, and it's like, if you look at our current political figures, I'm concerned that Mitch McConnell is a, uh, is a controller. <gasps> that who... stroke was him fighting back. He was fighting like, back. Like, uh, <laughs> like Chapman did. Yeah. <laughs> he just freezes because it's like, the, he's getting out of there. That could he was yeah the, the real <laughs> Mitch McConnell that's been in there for for so so, so long, long was trying to get out. Oh my God, wouldn't that be, McConnell? Mitch McConnell is really a decent guy. The Yerk is the asshole. Mitch McConnell is like super pro-choice, anti-gun, <laughs> universal basic income. You know, but that Yerk is just controlling him and making that Yerk really is trying to invade things. the Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that there's any other? politicians that might be actually controllers well i know your answer to this what is it republicans no but like specific ones like i think mitch mcconnell is like i'm like now i'm concerned okay i think that i i can't i would say marjorie marjorie taylor green just because it would make more sense for something not human to act as As insane, like her and Bobert. It's like, like they're like, like really trying told, to present human. If you told me that M- Marjorie Taylor Green, Marjorie Taylor Green, and Lauren Bobert were aliens uh, that were being taken over by by alien parasites in their head, I would be like, okay, that answers a lot of questions. Then, like, no, I, that, <laughs> yeah. that tracks. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably true. There's a second part to the second part of this plan. Apparently, the governor is about to r- run for president. Oh. As well, which means that there could be a controller in the White House. So they're thinking big. I like it. They're shooting their shot, right? God, Visser is so on top of this invasion. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I honestly, knowing what I know right now, I would just be like, I want to be a voluntary controller <laughs> just so I could like help out Visser because he's so good. <laughs> like we're fucked. Yeah. We, what, who's going to save us? The Animorphs? No, we're done. Visser, take me. Obviously, like, this is, like, shocking news, and all the kids are, like, thought-speaking to each other. They're like, oh, my God, this is terrible, blah, 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 blah. And all Axe does in this situation is, he says, what's the White House? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, 
I just forget that he's a fucking idiot. He's not an idiot. He's not from here. He, oh, for all intents and purposes, he is an idiot. They're so shocked by this news, and they're like, "We, we've heard, we've had, we have so much information, and we're so scared right now." They're gonna try to make their way back to the crack. They're also like, "Take a drink every single time they, they I say crack." <laughs> but all of a sudden, one of the controllers notices the cockroaches. Crack. Well, yeah, you just wait, <laughs> and he yells, "There are, there are several small insects here." And the couple, of, couple of the controllers are like, whatever. Like they're cockroaches. They're everywhere, everywhere here on Earth. Like, what are you talking about? But Vista Three loses it. He's like, you think Andalites aren't gonna like try to morph into like a small insect? Kill them. And yeah. Then, God, he's so good. Yeah. I feel like if this is the logic that he is like employing in this situation, shouldn't he be killing just like literally every animal he sees? Yeah, that's what he did at the end of what's the title of the. It's the one where they're at the... The encounter. That's what he did at the end of the encounter. Yeah. They landed, and he's like, oh, fuck all these animals, the deer, the birds, everything. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like... That's great. But I'm like, really? That's so so ruthless. Oh, Visser. But you'd think that, like, it wouldn't wouldn't be, like, super covert of him, because he'd be, like, walking down the street and be like, take out that bird! (laughs) No, but in a condition like this, where it's all yurks around you, you're all controllers, there's no one else that's... Yeah, if you see an animal, fuck, kill it. Why take the risk? Yeah, I guess that's fair. But like, if he's out at a restaurant, like, if he's out, like, out eating some ke- chicken cacciatore... Well, the chicken and, like, on the plate is already dead. I don't think that's going to be an no, animal. No, but, like, <laughs> he can't, like, see someone's service dog and be like, kill it. It's not a real service animal anyway. <laughs> it's a- it, they bought the vest from Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the sharing, the, the sharing starts hunting the, the cockroaches around, and all the kids... This is really interesting. They kind of, like surrender to their cockroach in- instincts of like scurrying like they like consciously they're like this is what's gonna save that makes us. sense right but i feel like previously they've like been like not necessarily like resistant but they've had there's been a lot more like internal conflict about like giving into the instincts where at this point they're like this is gonna save us like let's go to in order to like save themselves there was a time where rachel did that when she first morphed into a bird yep y- yep like you remember so it makes sense that they would do that though but it's like sometimes it's like that's what i'm trying to get at is that the instincts take over where whereas they're like consciously going we need this right we need to do this anyway bird jesus take the wheel <laughs> exactly so they scatter apart and jake almost gets trampled um cassie manages to run out and jake hides under a newspaper uh rachel makes it out and marco is hiding in the bathroom because in his brain, it made sense to go to the bathroom. And I just have so many questions. <laughs> and the cockroach brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Marco's like, well, I guess this is a good idea. I feel like no one no one is going to have to try to go to the bathroom right <gasps> now when they're hunt- hunting us. <laughs> no one is going to poop on Marco oh. while he's in the bathroom. <laughs> Come on. Okay. <laughs> while he's hiding underneath the newspaper, someone has found like bug spray like raid and they find uh jake underneath the newspaper and he starts feeling his like legs are stumbling his all of his instincts are scrambled his antennae are like floating around he just has no control over anything and he's like starting to just kind of like fall under and he can't demorph because then they'll know he's a human yeah and viscer three actually yells that like he don't don't trample the cockroach because if he's an andalite they want to keep him as a prisoner of war this is a very weird situation. He's in the building where the sharing is taking place. He's hiding under a newspaper and then he gets found. And then Visser 3 is like, get him! And then Tobias just flies in and carries Jake out. Were there like open windows? or No explanation. Was there a was there a skylight that someone hit a baseball through? Nope, because you remember all the windows are boarded up. You can't even see into the building. So it makes absolutely no sense, but apparently, like Tobias just like scoots in and picks also, him up. Also, with those talons, like, how would you pick him up without completely piercing him? Carefully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I was reading it. I literally, is, I, I, I read that like multiple times. I was like, how did Tobias? Because Tobias was very clear that he was staying outside as like a lookout, and all of a sudden he's flying in to get him. Well, I don't think. Firstly, I think this, like, Tobias just jumping in and saving someone is going to happen a lot. It happened with Rachel and the construction site at yeah. the end of The Visitor. 
It's very convenient. It is. It is. The kids try to get Jake to morph back into human as fast as possible because obviously, like, if, if he's in human form, that amount of bug spray or raid or whatever isn't going to actually affect him in the same way as when he is a teeny tiny little right. cockroach. Um, and if he dies, he can't morph back. Yeah. As Jake lies there dying, essentially, um, he thinks that he's happily watched roaches die from bug spray himself and thought, serves you right. And I'm like, Jake, that is some serial killer behavior. Yeah. Like, that's how they all start. <laughs> they start torturing little little animals, and then all of a sudden, the neighborhood kids start going missing. So maybe it's best that Jake is having this experience. We might have, like, saved him from a whole lifetime of kill sprees, you know? Well, we'll see. No, we have, you know. <laughs> He doesn't die in the middle of his yeah, own yeah. POV book. <laughs> but, oh, that'd be weird, huh? <laughs> but how does how do you get the rest of the POV then? Your ghost, like in uh, American Beauty. Okay. <laughs> he's really trying to concentrate on the morph to get out, and he's like really focusing on trying to be a hu- thinking about being a human. But he passes out, and oh, the, no. and the recurring dream returns as he's passed out. He's a tiger hunting Tom again. He smells his prey. He's, he's ready to go and he's ready to leap and kill. But all of a sudden, when he is leaping, he realizes that Tom is actually the tiger and he is being hunted. Oh. All of a sudden, he wakes up and he's managed to morph back into a human. So Tobias, but Tobias has saved him and they're like on the roof of like a fast food restaurant. Tobias is looking at Jake like really worried. Like, are you okay? Like, what happened? He basically saved Jake from certain death at this point because he managed to get him out of there really quickly. But... While Jake was passed out, Tobias tells Jake that um, he saw Visser 3 leave the sharing after he had gotten Jake out. As 50 Cent. As 50 Cent, yes. But at that Tom... He went to call Visser 1 and Taylor Swift. (laughs) I don't think he knows who Taylor Swift is, considering this book was written in 1997, unfortunately. But Tom left with Visser 3. Tom and just a couple of security guys and Visser 3. And here's my question. I thought Chapman was, like, the number two in this whole organization. Yeah. we Chapman's not here. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if he's being, like, sneakily replaced. But... Maybe it's his day at the uh, Kendrona pool. <laughs> maybe it is. Wait, Kendrona pool? A York pool. A York pool. Okay. You can't confuse me with these technical terms. I barely know what I'm talking about. Tom leaving with Visser 3 is kind of, kind of a shock. It's scary because as... Tobias and Jake know that the closer to Vista 3 you get, the higher the chances are of you ending up dead. Because right. those who fail Vista 3 get taken out. So, they're just... I like, mean, even if you don't fail him, even if you're just around him when he's in a bad mood. <laughs> right. His his single character flaw. Yes, his single character flaw. Everything else, he's golden. Yeah. The next day, Jake is playing some basketball. Yeah, as you do. With, with his buddies. So we just get like a like this like deep, scary, emotional moment, and then it's like... What's up, guys? Let's do some layups. <laughs> like, the emotional whiplash. The cool roaches in the corner, like, yeah, man, you got this. But they're having a fun time, and they're just, like, chatting about how, like, Tom could Tom could have played college basketball. Like, he was so good. And he's, like, it's, like, such a casual, silly moment without any of, like, the emotional stress that we just experienced in this, like, Jake basically coming back from the dead. And the next day, he's just like, what's up? While they are playing basketball, it's two guys who are not relevant, and then uh, Jake and Mark. Do they have names? They do have names. I just didn't write. Okay, them down but there because... was a little specificity Tourette's happening. Yeah, okay. yeah. Their names are like. Oh. Does it? Yeah, it doesn't matter. One of them is called Juan, but okay. Anyway, Marco in the middle of this like little little game that they have, Marco pulls Jake aside and says that he knows when the governor is going in for the surgery. How does he know that? I'm glad you asked, Barry. Yeah, I was literally just about to ask. <laughs> so apparently, Marco, 13-year-old Marco, called the governor's office, pretended that he was a reporter, and they just faxed the governor's schedule right over to Marco. That's amazing. Isn't it funny? I'm like, this is way too convenient. <laughs> like, what the heck? But remember faxes? Yeah. You know what I just learned? Are they still around? Well, okay, so I just learned that apparently Dolly Parton... Literally, I early, love where this is going. Earlier today, I learned that Dolly Parton is a really big fan of faxing. Fax machines? Faxing. So she. Well, do- how are you? How is anyone a fan of faxing? I don't know. Oh, honey, we got another fax. <laughs> but somehow, like, it makes total sense to me that Dolly Parton would be like communicate through faxing. 
Um, but apparently she has like a like a texting relationship with my. Yeah, what a weird thing to say. That's like, oh, you know, Bette Midler just loves Morse code. Like, what a weird. I don't know, but like, I was like doom scrolling on TikTok, and I got this video where Miley Cyrus was talking about the fact that she has like a faxing relationship with Dolly Parton, but Miley doesn't have a fax machine. So apparently, the way it. Ha- <gasps> So apparently the- oh my god, there's an app for that. <laughs> right, but the, apparently the way this happens is that Dolly will fax someone else who will then take a picture of the fax that is she's sending to Miley, and then someone will text it to Miley, and then Miley will like write a note, and then that will get faxed to, to Dolly Parton. <laughs> the best job in the world. Yeah, but like imagine how many secrets you're seeing. That's so insecure. You know? I, I can't imagine anything that juicy. I don't know, man. Dolly Parton's kind of a mystery, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know that she, like, she her hair, she always wears wigs. She's, like, covered in tattoos, but she has them all covered up. Anyway, Dolly Parton's an American treasure. Oh, she's I, amazing, yeah. And I love her even more now that I know that she is a big fan of the fax machine. <laughs> she had a pretty big part, uh, both being spoken of and both actually being in... Um, the previous season of fuck, I can't remember the name of the TV show. Great Seth, story, Barry. Seth MacFarlane's, uh, where he did Star Trek better than Star Trek did Star Trek. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't know the name of it. Something oh with an God. O. The Orville. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, Marco conveniently has the governor's schedule, as I mentioned, and he has it in his pocket, and he pulls it out and he says that they're clearly keeping the surgery that they heard about a secret. Because it's because it's probably for something embarrassing like hemorrhoids, as if we weren't talking about like poops and butts enough in this. Yeah, it, just, it gets there's going to be so much more. Ooh wee! Yeah, God forbid if everyone knew, because then the government would be the butt of every joke. Who are you, Marco? No, that's literally what Marco says. Oh, Marco! <laughs> I thought that was a Shawnee original. No, it, it okay. is not. It is not. Even. Letterman would be talking about it in his monologue, naturally. Does Marco say that? Yeah. <gasps> yes. Yeah, take a drink Maybe for that's Letterman. why Marco's always so funny. Maybe, like, Letterman's his his role model. Like, the thing he aspires for is to be David Letterman. I love that we got another Letterman reference. I know. I was so excited when I read it. I was like, yay, I get to talk about <laughs> Letterman. But Maybe Letterman's Visser 47. <laughs> The last one. Hey, guys! (laughs) So, they agree to try to enter the hospital the next day. And Marco is, like, unusually enthusiastic about this whole endeavor. Um, More so than he has been before, obviously, because of his mom. Because now it's like he's got, like, something so much bigger on the line here. But he doesn't want anyone to think of, like, him any differently. So he's like, Jake, like, keep it under wraps. He says that Cassie had a good idea for a morph that will get them into the hospital. Is it a sick person morph? <laughs> it is not a sick person. Okay, morph. and Jake isn't exci- isn't isn't that excited about it because Jake hated the ant morph. And <gasps> oh, is it is it a leech? It is not a leech. I feel like that would be very. You might be very easily confused for a yerk. Oh point. yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> think of the the bloodletting. Yeah. That's still a thing that is actually done, by the way. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, that's I amazing. Know. Jake Can't is, beat Mother Nature sometimes. Jake is or like... As Cassie would say, you can't beat Mother Gaia's children. <laughs> but Jake isn't as like excited about this idea because like, he's like, Cassie has a lot of ideas, but I don't necessarily like them because some of her morph ideas are like st- stressful and terrifying. Like what? Well, the ant morph. Oh, oh, you mean that? Yeah. Yeah. But Marco says like, no, 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 like that's not it. Like we're not trying to go in as ants again. And, and fuck that. Yeah. And Jake is like, well, what is it? And then Marco says, think of dog poop. And then just like leaves. That's the hint. The Worms? Hint. No. No. Beetles? No, we're getting to it. But we have to go to the mall Pieces first. corn? We have to go to the mall first. Okay? Jake has to buy a birthday present for his mom. Because somehow this is relevant. After school, the kiddo head to the mall. And he's gotten Rachel um, roped into finding a present for his mom. And he wants to spend about $15. Like, he's like, that's that's the budget. And I'm like, oh, Jake, I feel like your mom deserves something a little bit more. You should have saved up your allowance. But they're not having a lot of success, but Rachel guides him to a sales section where she finds a blouse that I she thinks that would be, like, a great present for Jake's mom. 
And she explains that originally it was $33. It was marked under 25 and there's a 30% discount in a sale. Bam, you're spending $17.50. And Jake is kind of sad that it's like a little bit more than 15 But Rachel says, but you saved $15.50. <laughs> and Jake says, wait, but I spent money. How did I save money? And I would like to discuss girl math. Girl math. Are you familiar with the concept? Minimally. Women are really good at math of like specific types may i provide you with some examples yes please if i bought it with cash it was free because <laughs> it's it's not in my bank account so it's not real money okay which like you'd think that it would be the other way around be like oh you take out money for the week and then when the cash is gone like because you physically have to hand over the cash no if i buy anything with cash it's free similarly yeah it, cash is just bonus right exactly it's not money it's not money <laughs> If I buy something by tapping my phone, also free. Because I'm not handing over my credit card. <laughs> if I've uploaded money to an app, such as like a Dunks card or a Starbucks card. It's not real money. And I buy it on the app, not real money. The coffee was free. Yeah, I gotcha. If you buy tickets for a concert or vacation or something like that, that doesn't take place until like multiple months later oh yeah that money's forgotten it didn't exist so by the time the actual event happens you're going for free because you already forgot that yeah. got about the time when you spent it if i return something <laughs> that i've bought and you I, might be a girl math i made money you might be a girl math if you ever <laughs> wait but this is my favorite <laughs> this might be a little bit more complicated this is like the calculus of girl math if i buy something for 250 dollars but I wear it 50 times, it's $5 per wear, so it's $5. But if I forego buying a coffee while I'm wearing the item, oh, then, wow. then the item is free because I've saved that $5. But if I do buy coffee while wearing that item, but I buy it with my Starbucks app, oh, I made $5. Okay, so I like how the different types of girl math work together. I told you, that, was, like, like, that like, was advanced. Like, like Brendan Sanderson's magic system. They can kind of play off each other. 100%, you know? Yeah, my grandmother and my mother. Oh, my your, mom, your mom is a master queen. of girl like, math. Like, my mom will go out expecting to spend no money, and she will <laughs> see something... That is $20 and she won't buy it. But if that thing was $100 that was marked down 80% to $20, yep. it could be, it could be something, she'll, it could be a parachute <laughs> and she'll buy it and her logic will be, it was 80% off. I saved money. Yeah. And like, I'll try to be like, but, but you, you didn't spent need money it. <laughs> on a thing you didn't need that you weren't going to, they tricked you into spending money. But all she's is like, but I saved so much money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's also that there's a variation of that, which is that if you spend, let's say the limit for free shipping is $100 and you have $80 worth of stuff in your cart and the shipping is $7. Well, why not just add stuff to your cart so it's over $100? Mm, so you, you get might the free be shipping. a girl, math. <laughs> then you get the free shipping. If you, if you ever... <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. These make complete sense to all the women. Who the other are thing with with my grandmother is there's there's no way she could pass something that was free without taking it, no matter what. Yeah, and you kind of have the same problem. I stop at garage sales to peruse. I don't necessarily <laughs> take anything, but I remember one time I, I was I, I was at her place and there was this pamphlet uh, that she had for some disease on her. I'm like, oh no, I was worried like. Oh no, does I forget what it was. It's something serious. But I'm like, why does she have this pamphlet? Does my grandmother have this? And I go <laughs> Wait, and I look She got it just because it was a free pamphlet. And I look and there were all other pamphlets for every other <laughs> disease imaginable because they had free pamphlets in her doctor's office and she took one of each because they were free. Oh my god, Evelyn, what a precious oh. old lady you were. To go back to our story. Even though girl math is very important in understanding if you think girl math is important, <laughs> you might be a girl math. <laughs> but as they finish up their shopping trip, they discuss the morph that Cassie has suggested, which is a fly. Oh, okay. 
Um, she says that they're not going to be poisoned. They're going to be harder to catch. They can like they have a lot more freedom in uh, getting three dimensions. Like, yeah, yeah, they can like fly in and whatever. And Jake says that he is not happy because he has seen the movie The Fly, oh. starring Jeff Goldblum, and he also says that he's seen the original one from like '57 or whatever. And he's like, "That's not a, that's that's like a really traumatizing movie. I don't want to. I don't want to become a fly." Literally everything they've experience I know. has been equally traumatizing so you might remember our first few recordings where i used the word cronenberg yeah so that's a cronenberg that, movie that that's yeah such a cronenberg movie but that's that's a part of it like yeah. is that is that extreme body horror yeah but i do have to say that like it just reminded me because i had to look it up because i was like when did that movie come out it came out in 86 so this and this book was written in 1997 and i'm like would these kids really have seen this movie (laughs) maybe maybe not maybe jake is just a cinephile loves a jeff goldblum movie that's where i will say i will always i don't care what you put jeff goldblum in i will watch it like he is just one of those yeah like even those like he he was doing those like realtor.com ads or whatever and i was like i'm happy watching this because it's jeff jeff goldblum wearing like a jaunty scarf he is delightful uh the fly so most people know the phrase be afraid yeah be very afraid yeah that's but they the don't know that it's from the fly yeah i learned that as i was doing my little research into this you have a favorite jeff goldblum movie Ooh, i mean jurassic park is a classic and that's, like, right now the only one that I can think of that's Nothing terrible. Nothing beats Earth Girls Are Easy. Oh, I don't know if I've seen that. I, I'd, I'd like for them to remake that movie today with the original cast mm-hmm. because I want to see how much they would have to pay them now. Who's it was in it? Jim Carrey. Okay. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Damon Wayans. Gina Davis. Gina Davis was in The Fly as well. Really? Yeah, she plays Jeff Goldblum's wife. I don't remember that. Yeah. I feel like they'd do it for free for funsies (laughs) at this point. Despite Jake's resistance, the group agrees that the fly morph is probably the way to go. It's easy enough to get in and out and to investigate the hospital because they suspect that the hospital has to have a yerk pool to cultivate this whole yerk army that they will be like pumping out of this hospital. Why would you need a yerk pool in the hospital? They have the big yerk pool. No, but you want it nearby so you can just, like, slip a yerk into people while they're, like, under anesthesia or something like that. Oh, wow. That's a game changer. Yeah, because they're so, using it as a place to infest people, so you don't need... You need, you need the yerks nearby. Well, wait. In that case, the yerks don't need to go to the yerk pool then. They could just have their bathtubs as yerk pools. Well, funny you should say that. The next day, they're working on their fly morphs. We'll get to we'll get to that in a second. Oh no! What's the point of the yerk pool then? If you could just have them anywhere. Look, I didn't write these books. I'm just reading them. Okay. <laughs> so the next day, they're working on their fly morphs, and Rachel once again is so grossed out by Cassie Morphin that she actually throws up, which is very funny. Uh, I love that we have barf and poop in this. Book. I know it's, it's so gross. I'm really enjoying this. Cassie's eyes pop out first into like the big fly eyes. Yes. I'm doing this like a very, very limited manner. Uh, and the gossamer wings grow out of her back. So she's, it's not a pretty sight, but Cassie's loving it. Like she, cause she's always the first one to try out these morphs cause she's the best at it. Uh, and she loves the flying as a fly and says that like it's like so much so different to all the bird morphs that they've had because she can go like sideways and up and down and all these different directions and then once rachel has morphed she also agrees that the flying is like really cool even if they look ugly as sin after they're all used to the morphs they hop on tobias's back and they head towards the hospital because it's faster for tobias to fly them over that sounds fun right they're having a little bit of fun in the middle of this like horrendous war Tobias says, you're my little necklace of houseflies, which is like such a weird, but also weirdly charming thing to say, to which I say, it is not a necklace of flies. It's actually a business of flies. (laughs) I looked it up. It is not a, flies cannot be a bike, apparently. They are a business of flies. What are hawks? An annoyance of hawks? I don't know. Let's look it up right now. Well, there are multiple options. All right, give them to me. A cast of hawks. An airy of hawks. I thought airy was like the nest, but never mind. Also, uh, a store for very affordable loungewear and lingerie. But a staff of hawks. Hey, unless they're paying us. <laughs> I love them. They could 
Sponsor me. A staff of hawks, a leash of hawks, a flight of hawks, a flock of hawks, a kettle of hawks, a boil of hawks, and that is it. There's many, apparently. Yeah. Too many. This isn't as interesting as I thought it would be. All right. (laughs) A business of flies, I think, is really funny. Yeah. They're flying over to the hospital, and they're all realizing that they're fly instincts are picking up like rotting putrid flesh and like fruit and all this stuff and i'm like i can't wait to get to more poop in a second they jump off of tobias's back and throw an open window into the on the third floor into the hospital Um, sounds very actiony it is pretty actiony yeah and jake has again had to convince everyone that despite tom's involvement he's on board with like doing more of this keeping their mission going and they're on the hunt for a yerk pool at the hospital because they've figured out that like it makes it would make sense that there is some kind of a smaller version of a yerk pool. Much like not knowing how the morphs work exactly, we don't really know. I mean, we know that Kendrona is the thing that gives them the rays from their home planet, but is it like what is a Kendrona? You're like, asking how me. Does, how does the you're re- get into you're the, really asking how do the rays... me. You are asking me. Okay. I could barely... I didn't know what Kendrona was until like three episodes It's ago. on your shirt. <laughs> yeah, but that shirt is just like a cute... Well, you're just opening up a lot of questions tank. about how you get the Kendrona in the pool. Yeah, is it like hazardous materials that you have to transport very carefully, you know? Right, is there like a tube of Kendrona? <laughs> Can you buy like a minute-made can of Kendrona? Yeah, And yeah. you mix it, mix it into your jacuzzi. <laughs> You get two big scoops and you mix it. Yeah. Yeah. They're on the hunt for a yerk pool and they're turning on their fly senses to find it by smell because when they were at the big yerk pool, they remember it like having like a weird, very strong smell. And Rachel quips that she knows exactly where the maternity ward is because she can smell dirty diapers. <laughs> and I'm just like, this This is so scatatologic, this entire book. I'm not enjoying it. Max is their timekeeper at this point and they've used 20% of their allotted earth two hours whatever but he's horrified to realize that when they're driving when they're flying by humans they try to hit him <laughs> because, oh yeah because they're flies but all of a sudden this like dark deep aroma that's sweet and oily fills their fly senses and um they've kind of split up in the hospital cassie and jake follow the scent to this one room with axe and axe demorphs first once they've gotten into the room because they figure that like if someone's going to come and attack them axe being in his andalite form is going to be the most convenient right and it'd be weird i mean i was gonna say it'd be weird if they walked in and like there was an elephant there but i think it'd be just as weird if there's an andalite but yeah. (laughs) yeah yeah exactly but turns out that there was a human in the room and axe like immediately knocks this guy out um and the human is wearing like a doctor doctor's coat and a clipboard and X is very helpful in explaining that he didn't kill the guy in case that was Tom. Like, isn't that nice? That's of, why. That's Isn't that nice of him? <laughs> but they realize that they're in a room with, like, a little plunge pool jacuzzi situation. And it has a lid on it. And they open the lid. They peer inside. And the water is sludgy, brown, viscous, and full of yurks. So they found, like, a mini yurk pool inside the hospital. Oh, wow. This is a game changer. Right? If you just have yerk pools wherever. Yeah, like have like a Stanley Cup full of yerks. Yeah. Carry it around. Just drop them in. Because yerks in their natural form while they're writhing in the pool, they're not worried about being spotted or seen by them because yerks are blind when they're like the little sluggies. Interesting. Apparently. So our logo is incorrect and we're going to have to take out Max's eyes. No, they're too cute. I'm, I'm okay with being incorrect in this instance. But they, wait, wait. Also, in their natural form, Yerks do not wear headphones. What? Yeah. So Cassie and Jake, they uh, and Axe, they inspect the pool, and Jake realizes that they could just like turn up the heat in the pool and boil the Yerks because it's a jacuzzi. Because apparently hospitals have jacuzzis, like a hot tub, hot tub time machine. Do they know? How do they know the Yerk boiling temperature? They might love it. Shh. The Yerks might stop, be like stop, me and be like, oh, yeah, that's real nice. Stop it. Stop, stop, stop making sense. <laughs> also, what jacuzzi has a boil setting? <laughs> this one. What? This is all, okay, okay. You're just going to have to go with it, okay? Sure, sure. 
So they reconnect the wires that have been, like, ripped out, and Jake does some casual electrical work (laughs) to fix this all up, and they turn everything up to 11 to boil the Yerks. Oh, this is the war crimes. (laughs) A little bit, yeah. What do you mean, a little bit? These Yerks are just there hanging out, wee, swimming around, and they're like, boil the fuckers. Yeah. Look, Barry, are you not concerned about the future of the Earth or not? We're going to take out these hundred Yerks. It's just casualties of war. Yeah? (laughs) Wait, a hundred of them? Apparently there's about a hundred in that jacuzzi. Okay, so it's like a big... Or maybe you're extra small. I don't know. Okay. We, we know nothing, Barry. Okay? So he's going to boil them alive. Imagine how that's going to smell. I'd rather not. I bet they'd love it in their fly morphs. <laughs> but they're, they're now in their human morphs. This is the first time they commit murder. Like, I know we have a kill count. Don't. Don't rush yet. Oh, oh. All of a sudden, the door to the room oh, opens. Oh, I thought you were going to say, Cassie says... No, guys. No, apparently Cassie has no objections. Really? Wow. Apparently none. All of a sudden, the door opens and two controllers come in. And they're yelling, Andalite! Wait, how do you know they were controllers? Because the book said that (laughs) they were controllers. Sorry. Also, they recognize what an Andalite is. So, yeah, they're probably controllers. They yell, Andalite! Because of Axe. Because he's in his Andalite, Andalite form. And Axe attacks them. And Cassie has also quickly gone into her wolf morph because it's going to be like dangerous, like dangerous or like easy for her to protect herself in that morph. Jake is still hiding behind the jacuzzi as a human and he's very quickly trying to morph into a tiger. Two more security guards come into the room, also controllers, and Axe just slashes one of their hands off with his tail like whoop. Yes, I love that. Jake all of a sudden hears two shots and it, we learn that he later learns that there was also a third shot. But he didn't hear the last one because he was hit and he fell down. With a, with a gun? It's a, It said a sledgehammer, but I'm like, I don't know where any of these people, in the, or these controllers... Oh, the but hospital. he wasn't shot. Like, when he you was, said he was he, hit, not he, one of the bullets. Not by not by a bullet. But he didn't hear the last one because he was hit by, with a sledgehammer and he falls down face first into the yerk pool. And that is where we'll pick up next week. You bastard. <laughs> how you feeling? <laughs> Are you okay? Did you forget how to breathe? Does Jake get yerkified? Does he? No, no, does he? I don't know. You'll have to come back next week. Oh, I'm so excited. So he's in the... Is the thing like hot and boiling at this point? I mean, I, I, all, all, all of this happened within like four seconds. That's so. pretty amazing. Yeah, he's he's in the yerk pool. How far of the way through the book are we? Um, we're probably, we're probably like a good 70% way in. Really? Something like that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's like 150 pages, or maybe like two thirds, two thirds. Interesting. Wow, this is great. Yeah. So next week, we'll see if if Jake gets his face blown off by the boiling yerk jacuzzi sludge broth. So. That sounds delightful. It probably doesn't smell great. <laughs> oh, you're doing a great job. Thanks. You want to do this every week? No. <laughs> this is really easy for me. No, it's I not. just sit here and be funny. I love it. I know. That's why no I like. No prep work? Yeah, it, I'm down. It takes, it takes a minute to like go through this and like try to figure out like what your little like funny angles are. Right. What's worth mentioning. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so much. It's really funny because like the way the book is written the pacing is all over the place. Like, you can get, like, three pages, and you're like, oh, my God, I have to, like, recap every word. And then you get, like, a full chapter of, like, baseball nonsense, and it'll be like, cool, I, I can take these ten pages, and it's, like, two sentences. <laughs> so, anyway, you excited for next week? I'm really excited for next week. Yeah, I felt that that was going to be a good cliffhanger. For wow, me. yeah, yeah, you chose that one well. Thank you. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. Legit. <laughs> it is going to be hard for me not to Google this. It's really... I'm not going to, but I'm going to want to. So it's really funny because I'm glad that you didn't look up this book at all because this is like literally in the blurb on the back. Oh, I'm really glad I didn't do that. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. That's bullshit. I know. It's, it's like... kind of like trailers that like show the... Yeah. It's Are like... you serious? Where is it? Uh, it's in another room. Well, that pisses me off. I'm really glad. Yeah. So... Next week, we will see if Jake becomes a controller, like his brother. I mean, I assume he does. Wow, how would you know that? (laughs) 
That'd be pretty silly to put him in this position. And and what 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 else would they write on the blurb on the cover? In this in this episode, one of the animorphs gets burned badly. <laughs> yeah. Thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you to Benedict Cupstus of Field Guides for our lovely theme song. You can check him out at fieldguides.bandcamp.com. Thank you to Val for our lovely graphics and our Max the Yurk, who gets to keep his eyes. If you don't visit fieldguides.bandcamp.com, you might be a girl, Math. <laughs> it makes no sense. You, just, you, you were saying them in a real like Larry the Cable Guy kind of, like your delivery would just have, like if you blah 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 then it's a you're a girl math god Larry the Cable Guy would never understand girl math he would not have the emotional and intelligence capacity for girl math absolutely not did they describe I mean other than 50 Cent did they describe Bissa 3's human morph at all like was no. it someone notable no it was just a dude it was just a dude okay it's very boring but you can always email us at circleyurk at gmail.com and you can find us on Instagram at circleyurk. In fact, A, I'm so grateful for the people who have written into us. I am going to do something. Uh, I, If you write into us, I will send you a Circle Yurk sticker. <laughs> okay. The caveat is, please note, I didn't say when. It might take me some time, but if you would like a Circle Yerk sticker, you know, let us know where to send it, and uh, you know, give us a, an Animorph memory, tell us something about the podcast, anything like that, and I will love to send you a little sticker for our podcast. Until next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.